0: Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised.
1: The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show.
2: Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for The Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality.
0: Welcome everyone to the Pinball Show, rolling into episode 45 with myself, Zach Minnie, and co-host Dennis Creasel from the Eclectic Gamers Podcast. Dennis. How is your January new year going?
3: It's going great. Happy new year. Happy Zach. new year. Thank you. Hey, I, I got XE my Xbox series X arrived. <laughs> is, that you, is that her name? Is that her name? Xe I've decided to name her XE. Nice.
0: It, that's better than SC. What yeah. was the, what was the other version? Is it the S? Yes. What was the non-disc version? Yeah,
3: it it's the S. So yes.
0: Sassy. Sassy. So XE came, does she have any damage? Exie. No,
3: no, Ooh. she arrived great. Thank you again to you and Nicole for...
0: No problem. We're glad you got it. I'm glad it came in a little bit earlier.
3: Yes. Now yes. you've got to buy I,
0: games and all that. Well, no games are out, really. So you
3: got time. Well, but it's, it's fully backwards compatible, so that's good yeah you can play your xbox One i did games. i've been and it's already it's it's detecting the games and it's like hey look here's a new graphic enhancement pack for man eater the killer shark game <laughs> would you like to download 10 gigs of man eater i'm like why not go ahead feed me my killer shark that sounds like it's a- the closest i'll get to jaws pinball
0: see now in in previous shows i would go straight into that song but we're not doing that Julie. See, that no. feels good, doesn't it? You're full of kindness. Oh, man, I have that song on the tip of my tongue as well. So, mm. what did you do for New Year's Eve? Anything special?
3: No. Well, I uh, I popped in briefly to the Fliptronic stream. Oh yeah, we we're doing a, a live Zoom thing with Scott Denisi. Mm-hmm. So. I joined, uh, Manu joined, we had, nice. oh gosh, we had a, I think in the end we had like six or seven people well, wow. sort of talking. So I did that for maybe an hour. I was hearing good so. things. Yeah, it was fun. I, it's always fun to kind of ch- just sort of chill and talk about pinball stuff. Mm-hmm. As friends, that's nice. I played pinball with a couple
0: friends. Um, my wife and I's friends came over. They brought their kids over. We had a lot of fun, but um I'll have to do fucking flipper rebuilds after that night of three hours oh, worth of... Was there a lot of double flippy flip? Yeah, bless them. I love them. But uh, my kids are used to... And I don't I don't scold children. I, I want them to break <laughs> stuff because it means they're having fun. It's fine. Um, but my kids are accustomed to pinball now. So even my four-year-old, he he, he doesn't double flip, dumb chimp. He uses one flipper at a time. The kid's got it. He, he enjoys it. But yeah, these kids, whap, 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 whap. and I had to leave at one point because my anxiety got a little high, but um, yeah, I had a New Year's Eve beverage, chilled out, and it was a lot of
3: fun. We call that kinetic satisfaction.
0: I suppose. I it's, call like, it, it's
3: like beating on pots and pans.
0: I call it migraine inducing.
3: And it's important for childhood development. Oh, and they're like, what's wrong with this one? I'm like, um, well, I
0: can tell you what's wrong with it.
3: And then you launched into a history of the Big Lebowski's development. <laughs> Well, kids, sit down supply. and let, let Uncle Zach tell you oh. about Dutch Pinball's adventures.
0: Oof. But one of my buddies is a huge 3D printer
3: uh, guy. He's, he's just, he's literally a 3D printer. He's more Hello. a machine now than man. Yeah. Twisted and evil. I will print you acrylic. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> I will print you ASOL. Oh, <laughs> he was telling me all about <laughs> it, man. I was. He was, he's a nerd into that. Like I'm a nerd into
3: pinball. So that was a oh, lot don't, of fun. Don't fall in that rabbit hole. It is a deep hole. That's what that 3d printer hole.
0: That's what he claimed. He was like, mine's running right now at home while I'm gone. Oh boy. But he was going to each game, Dennis, this was cool. And saying what would be cool as a 3d thing he could print for me. And I was like, Oh, my modded heart just loved hearing
3: that. Did he go to your Bally or El Toro and offer to print you a whole new playfield design? <laughs> I want you to get a ballet El Toro. Uh, that's I want just it to be the I centerpiece you. of your collection.
0: You get the deepest pinball cuts there. It's so good. The listeners
3: know what I'm talking about and uh, they appreciate that's, this. It's fine. They think it's funny. It's
0: good. I wonder if it'll win the uh be inducted into the Pinball Machine Hall of Fame this year, El Toro. What about resolutions? So what's your new year's resolution, Dennis, for twenty twenty one? Go.
3: I know this is gonna shock you, Zach, but I don't do resolutions.
0: Oh bah, bah, bah. that doesn't surprise me at all. Okay. No resolutions.
3: No, I have absolutely no history of that. i th- thought it the weirdest thing when I learned people did resolutions.
0: What is this resolution of advancing and having goals? What is goals? this
3: resolution, and why did you tie it to the start of the new year? Why didn't you just do it? Mm. Uh,
0: it's like Yoda with the try thing, right? Mm.
3: Yeah, kind of, but we're not really here to explore human beings. Okay. So, anyway, tell me about your resolutions, Zach. I'd love to hear
0: it. Well, you know what? I'm going to stand firm with my buddy here, Dennis. And if you don't have a resolution, damn it. I've thrown out my seven, they're gone. I will not Oof. be a better person. And uh, do you not
3: feel like a burden has been lifted?
0: I kind of do, actually. I'm like, all oh, my bad habits, I don't have to worry about changing. This is great. And I think the listeners really appreciate hearing me keeping all of my bad habits. So. Thanks, hmm. Dennis.
3: It's not so much about keeping the bad habits, but rather that, you know, you can change them anytime you want. You don't have to tie it to the new year.
0: No, I'm, do, I'm doing something special for my birthday to myself. So, it's not like I'm doing myself. You get it.
3: Yeah, I, I, it I didn't. Like, well, know, I don't know where you're going with this, but I, I don't <sighs> like it. Let's go back to the resolutions. You know, once a year would be a little rough.
0: So, no. Well, uh, resolutions, I, I think... I, I'm with you. I don't. If I want something or I want to do something, I don't wait for an excuse to do it. I'll just do it or I don't. Yeah. But you know what? Fuck New Year's resolutions. Yeah, they're they're kind of dumb. The Pinball Show does not condone in New Year's resolutions. If you want something, go get it. If you want to change, change. That's it. Tried not to be snarky this episode here. No, we're chipper and full of joy. <laughs> well, I'm full of joy because we had a a listener that was kind enough to reach out to us, Dennis. Acknowledging all of the, the work that everybody here at TPN has been putting in and they've been consuming and really enjoying this past year, all of the content provided, so much so that they requested and sent us an act of support uh, and a, a contribution to TPN. That's Brian Fuller. So I wanted to take the time to, to publicly thank Brian Fuller. And I know Brian, he's an awesome pinball person. So thank you so much, Brian, for the support of TPN. Yes, thank you. That was extremely generous and kind. And it does help out a lot. That will help us with a lot of things, so appreciate it. All right, Dennis, you ready to kick it over? We actually have some some exclusive news as well, but we've got some news this week. you ready to hear from our lovely correspondents?: I am, but so what happened with Chris?:
3: Oh God, you
0: was your week off. I did, I thought you would not notice.
3: What the <laughs> heck? This is Craig Bobby's doing. He drove, <laughs> him drove him away. Drove him away. I had one correspondent. All right, Dr. John is my new favorite. Oh. He's done some great decided, work. If for no re- other reason than his his clever initialism for his segment, his correspondent segment, <laughs> and uh, I just hope Craig doesn't break him. You're pushing your chips to Doctor John. I have to pick someone. Okay. And it's like Chris Chandler. He was he was the chosen one.
0: Mm, he was good.
3: He really was. He was good. sent to destroy the Craig, not join them.
0: Oh, but he had deep root. Yeah. buddy had deeper. He's happy to come back. He said he would love to co-host sometime or if we're in a pinch, he would love to But step what does up. that
3: mean to me? What about me yeah, and mine? And needs? I don't
0: know what that means, but yeah, I'm sad to see him go as well. And he, he I don't, maybe it wasn't a coincidence that he hit us up whenever you weren't going to be on.
3: <gasps> my gasp of surprise is extra gaspy.
1: Oh,
0: <laughs> the great gaspy. <laughs> come on. That's good.
3: The Great guest. It speed. was like, okay.
1: Oh.
3: All right, correspondence. Beep, beep,
1: beep, 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 beep. It's time for TPN Industry News.
4: Hey, this is Kaz with an American Pinball update. There's been quite a few rumors going around Pennside and Facebook the last couple of weeks about a possible new designer at American Pinball. Well, I can confirm those rumors are true. I have a message directly from American Pinball. Here it is. It is with great honor to announce Dennis Nordman as a new senior game designer at American Pinball. Dennis will be assuming that role and be able to mentor over the younger design staff, and we're excited to have Dennis join our team and bring his design expertise. He has designed many titles for Bally, Williams, Stern, Multimorphic, and Highway Pinball. Dennis will also finish releasing in-progress games in the future that he's been working on under contract with other manufacturers. Dennis is an asset during our reboot of American Pinball and we look forward to his creative style on both licensed and non-licensed games. So that's very interesting news to hear that Dennis Norman is now on at American Pinball. He's had some great work in the past such as the Elvira titles, Whitewater, Demolition Man and many others. So I'm very excited about the future of American Pinball. Hope everybody has a great week. Have a happy new year. For The Pinball Show, this is Brian Cosner.
2: Good riddance to 2020, Zeppelin hits the line, and what comes next? Happy New Year everyone, Craig here again, The Pinball Show's Stern News Correspondent. With 2020 now in the rearview mirror and Led Zeppelin making its way onto the Stern production line, the big question of course is what comes next for the world's largest pinball manufacturer. Logically, with Richie, Ellen, and Borg having Helm Stern's most recent releases, one would have to think that fan favorite Brian Eddy are up next for a new release in early 2021. Could this be the year that Stern launches online connectivity and more co-op gameplay features? With competitors like JJP announcing their plans to go online this year, one would think that Stern also has online plans and more co-op gameplay options of their own in the works. What will Elwyn's fourth title be? We know Keith is one of the most creative, productive, and exciting designers in the industry these days, so no doubt, Stern will continue to leverage his always popular releases in 2021. Will we see more of Stern's new patented expression lighting system that we just saw unveiled with the premium and LE version of Led Zeppelin? We know that JJP's own patented Hot Rails lighting system was a big fan favorite in 2020, so one would think that upgraded lighting systems for both companies are here to stay. We also know that based on his Facebook post that Zombie Yeti is hard at work with a new project for 2021, and it will be interesting to see who Stern pairs him with next, in the coming months. Could we see the return of face-to-face pinball expositions or competitions in 2021? One would like to be optimistic that we might see some of that toward the end of this year, but realistically I think we're going to see a continued cautious approach to these with continued cancellations or delays to most face-to-face gatherings. And lastly, could this be the year that Poor Old Monsters gets a much-needed code update as buyers of that game continue to cry out for more from that 2019 release? So many questions in anticipation of what's to come in 2021, and as always, we shall wait and see. For The Pinball Show,
1: I'm Craig Bobby, catch you on the flip side. Hi, this is Ken Rodberg with your Jersey Jack Update. As Guns N' Roses continue to be shipped out of the Jersey Jack factory, one big question remains, when will collector's editions of Guns N' Roses be on the line? As limited editions continue to be boxed up and shipped out, buyers of the most exclusive and expensive version of the machine have been left out in the cold. There may be a light at the end of the tunnel for these buyers, courtesy of a social media post by Ken Cromwell. It stated, quote, Another container headed out the door this morning. The line is rocking here at Jersey Jack Pinball. What could be shipping next? Unquote. Many have taken this to mean that the long-awaited collector's editions will finally be shipping soon. There was also a confirmation of sorts by a distributor posting on Pinside. He said that the first batch of collector's editions will be ready in two to six weeks. In the immortal words of Craig Bobby, I guess we'll just have to wait and find out if this is actually true or not. And believe it or not, Jersey Jack Pinball just reached a major milestone. They have been producing pinball machines for 10 years. Jersey Jack has put out some amazing machines in the last decade, and I look forward to seeing what they'll be able to produce in the next. For The Pinball Show, this has been Ken Rudberg. Well, Zach,
3: it was great to hear from what few correspondents we have left.
0: Yeah, I think the rest of them said to hell with 2021 already.
3: Well, I mean, what news is there most likely for many at the start of a new year? Typically, you would think nothing.
0: Whoa! yeah, we heard from Brian Cosner, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Wow. Big news there. Yeah, we've got fresh off the press. You're going to hear it from a couple media outlets today, including the Pinball Network. And that is Dennis Nordman announced as a new senior game designer for American
3: Pinball. That's huge news. It is. A lot of people view Dennis as the canary in the coal mine. So I think a lot of people will think this is actually shows that American pinball is, if anything, doubling down on committing Mm. to pinball, which, you know, I had heard some rumors that maybe depending on how Hot Wheels did that it might go the other way.
0: In the statement that they released, that press release to us at the pinball network, they talked about it being kind of a reboot. They called it a new reboot of American pinball. I don't know what that means.
3: I don't either. And, you know, tied to that, what does that mean for Joe Balser?
0: Ah, I can confirm that uh, speaking with representatives at API or American Pinball, uh, they said that Joe Balser will continue to be a contracted game designer for them. Oh, okay. So, so he,
3: maybe he's wanted to step back more and possibly. do th- things on contract.
0: Or maybe he hasn't. I don't,
3: I don't Where, know. Well, he- but, but, but regardless, so, you know, it's interesting. I mean, Dennis Nordman, he's a... Uh, He's, he could be a really good mentor to the to the staff at American Pinball.
0: It's a good point. That's a good point. They did talk about a young design staff Nordman can help with. I found that interesting as well because I thought, who in the hell else is there?
3: I think this is a great move for American Pinball. People love Dennis Nordman designs. They and do. if anyone wasn't sure if he still had it, I think Elvira House of Horrors really convinced them that he mm-hmm. still does. Well, and that's, so, that's an
0: Elvira that parts of his... Of his fingerprint, if you will, design-wise and pinball, parts of that were even taken out.
3: Yep, there was some acid applied to them fingerprints. Got to obscure them. Yep,
0: sorry left ramp. That
3: loops around to the right. Yep,
0: we're sorry. In addition to that, Dennis, I found it very interesting. I'm going to use a quote here partially. Uh, they said he, quote, will also finish releasing in-progress games in the future that he's been working on under contract with other manufacturers, end quote.
3: What the hell does that mean? That's worded in a really strange way. I would assume that they were just trying to confirm that anything he was working on under contract with other manufacturers will still be produced by those other manufacturers. Mm. But the way this quote reads makes it almost sound like that they'll be producing those. That's what
0: it felt like to me. I'm like, so he's bringing that doesn't make any
3: sense. He will
0: also like, finish releasing in-progress games in the future that he's been working on under contract with other manufacturers.
3: See, if he was under contract with another manufacturer, I means so the other manufacturer paid him for that work, and that would belong to that manufacturer. Uh, uh, it? Just it doesn't make any logical sense otherwise, unless they not only hired Dennis Nordman but also essentially bought all of his other contracts out, which yeah. I just can't. Well, I just didn't why. know if
0: he was if he was developing a design a Whitewood stage. And he said, no, uh, you know, from a different manufacturer, I'm taking that with me. And I'm going to use that over API. Uh, I did go to Deep Root's website. We know that Dennis Nordman was previously there working with Deep Root as a designer. And it still shows Yukon Yeti, which is trademarked, being a designed pinball machine by both Nordman and Mueller.
3: Yeah, I just think that this was an attempt to to clarify that. If you were excited and, and looking forward to seeing Nordman games soon. You know, from Deep Root in particular, that those are still going to go ahead. Mm. Again, to, in my mind, just like Elvira House of Horrors, we knew Dennis was with Deep Root, but that did not mean that Stern wasn't still going to do the contract game that he had already done for them. Yeah. And I don't know
0: if he's credited for it, but he helped a lot initially in the alien project. Yes, with that's Highway. right.
3: And that's kind of where my canary in the coal mine thing comes from is he, a lot of people were kind of Their hackles were raised when Dennis Mm -hmm. left working with Highway Pinball. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why is Dennis walking away from this? And then, of course, with the implosion of Highway Pinball, everyone's like, oh, he was a canary in the coal mine. When Dennis flies away, you know things are in trouble.
0: And it happened to Deep Root as well.
3: And so the discussion started up regarding Deep Root because the precedence from Highway is already set. How long does he stay at uh, American Pinball? Do you think he's for a I don't assume titles. a super long time. <laughs> I don't. Not. I mean, I don't. It just seems like Dennis is like a drifter. Yeah. Or I actually, I was. I don't mean this in a negative way, but uh, the term I use privately is mercenary. I always feel like he's like the pinball <laughs> like design that. mercenary. It's like, like, yeah, you need to get the job done if the price is right. Uh-huh. I'll come. He's chewing on the cigar while he's saying all this. I'm gonna <laughs> in his eye patch. I'm gonna come <laughs> in and his I'll, I'll get it done for you. You gotta pay me in gold bullion though. A surly type. Yeah. Kind of like I imagine him as the snake pliskin of pinball design.
0: <laughs> that is a reference to escape from New York. That's correct. Ah, bing. Yes. Guys, that's not easy to do. That is not easy to do. So I picture Dennis Nordman very similar, and he should never be compared to, but Roger Sharp, how they kind of just, they bounce between these manufacturers, offer their expertise, uh, which in some cases only they can. And then they go to the next project.
3: Yeah, I think the the interesting thing here is that Dennis did not take a contract design mm-hmm. position, but he's come in as the senior game designer.
0: Exactly. Hmm. We'll see what that means for uh, the future of API and some of the stuff that they bring. They talked about uh, doing him doing both licensed
3: games and unlicensed games. Hmm. I. I don't like this. Uh, the unlicensed route I don't think is working for American Pinball. I and I don't yeah. think putting Nordman on it is going to change that.
0: But. Do you think that the next game that American Pinball releases will be a Nordman or a Balser? Balser. I believe so, too. Do you think they're going to try pushing out more games now in a quicker fashion?
3: They might try, but I don't think they will succeed. I don't know how... I think it, I think they're going to be a game a year at best.
0: At best, okay. I, <sighs> I can yeah. see them... Doing two a year actually, because their track record is not selling a ton of pins. I don't believe so. I could see.
3: Why don't they just? But what's their track record on on getting the manufacturing up and and ready and and you know really pushing those? I I honestly I, I think would agree pretty with good. you if it was like, hey, we sold five hundred games and we can we can build twenty five a week. But I just I've never gotten the vibe that they're bad at manufacturing. Mm-hmm. But I also don't get the vibe that they're good at it. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, but I'm starting to. Believe that they can hang with Chicago Gaming Company? Hmm.
3: They right now. I don't know. I, I'm too ignorant of it to to know.
0: Right now, I do know that American Pinball has inventory, and a lot of manufacturers can't say that. But does that mean chicken or egg? Does that mean? that they can produce them in a a very efficient fashion, or does that mean they're just not selling as many games? Right. Do they overproduce and are just stuck sitting on inventory? I think they would be smart if if they're really wanting to do this unlicensed stuff that is not going to have a huge draw to limit them. If you're only going to sell 300 to 500 Houdini, I don't even know how how many they sold, but if you're only going to sell that many, why not Dennis just have, Hey, we're going to make 300 of Valkyrie and then we're moving on to the next title. You know, I just agree. That small it it works for spooky. Yeah. Just do the small run and try to, now that you have two designers, start giving people options a la the, the deep root a la carte, the way they're looking like they're wanting to do.
3: I don't know. Well, hey, maybe that's what they meant by a new reboot.
0: Oh, that's possible, actually.
3: Yeah. I'm wondering if the reboot is, okay, we're going to we're gonna adopt more of a spooky model. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, I think it's a good model to look at, actually, as you bring it up and as I think about it. I think it's a good model to copy, actually especially on the unlicensed stuff. If they're going to just be trying to use that, that uh, false scarcity Mm -hmm. thing and say, okay, well we're just going to put in hard caps and, and try and use that to help drive sales or what I would uh, call
0: a, a soft license like hot wheels. They, they knew when they signed up for hot wheels, probably not the strongest license. And I think that works even with soft licenses.
3: I think with hot wheels, you know, the thing, and while I I do disagree with the theme choice uh, for them as a company, I, I, I understood where, you know, that was, I think, really designed to be an an operator-driven thing. And then the pandemic didn't really let them test that the way they wanted to. Mm -hmm. Because, like, lower price point, a theme that kids know. Yeah, it's not the strongest theme, but they're tying into the YouTube cartoon thing. And maybe that'll get a lot of operators like, hey, this is easy to maintain. It's affordable. Let's drop it on location and, you know, see if that was an area of the market they could explore. And then operators we're not being able to yeah. actually wrap the game because of pandemic conditions. So I just, I don't, I don't know. They got to fully test what they wanted there. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's really where the growth can be, especially post pandemic. I don't know how long it will take for operators to fully recover. Yeah. So.
0: And they got a big uh, push str- from the streamers, you know, yeah. I pinball pushing that, uh, that series, they they got, they had a decent push.
3: I think what they did like as a company around Hot Wheels was a lot more effective than what they did with Octoberfest and Houdini. 100% agree. Yes, they so they I think did they've some
0: good improvements. And they remember they had that Hot Wheels with Snoop Dogg and Jay Lent? Yeah, like they yeah, did, no, they did good marketing on that.
3: Their new their marketing strategies, uh, I think, have. Overall, mo- almost every decision American Pinball made in 2020 is better than any other year I can think of for them. So I think they sure. have. We're going to talk about awarding most improved company. I think they need to be in the running. Oh yeah, uh, but that's very but, true. You know, it's still not. I don't think it's where they want to be.
0: I can think of one decision I didn't agree with. If we're looking at really, Dennis, <laughs> if we're looking at Dennis Nordman's pinography is what I'm going to term it. Um, just quickly going through, I want you to tell me whether you like the game or dislike the game. Special Force. Uh, I like it. This is Dennis Nordman. So you like Special Force. Party Animal. I don't like it. Blackwater 100. I've only looked at it never played it. Interesting concept. Elvira and the Party Monsters. I like it.
3: Overrated.
0: Dr. Dude. I like it. I do like that. Party Zone. Hate it. Hate it? Yeah. Okay. It feels similar to Dr. Dude, but Whitewater. I like it. That's his, maybe his golden child. That's his most
3: popular game, I Mm -hmm. would
0: say. I love that game. Demolition Man.
3: Love it. Greatest super pin ever.
0: Overrated. Indianapolis <gasps> 500. It's okay. Underrated. Scared Stiff. Uh,
3: I like it okay. Yeah,
0: I really like that game. Pirates of the Caribbean by Stern. It's a good game. I like it. Yeah, it's a good game. It's fun. Wheel of Fortune. Interesting. Never played it. Interesting game. I've only played it once or twice at a show. Whoa, Nelly. Those big Never old juicy it. melons. Never played it.
3: And uh, same for Pabst and Primus. I have no opinion on it. I've never played them.
0: i uh, They're boring. Uh, oh. Lexi Lightspeed, Escape from Earth. It's okay. I don't know how he, I guess, designed the back third. Everything else is standard from the front two-thirds. but
3: Yeah, but it's still incorporated in the design.
0: Sure, sure. It's a solid game. Uh, Elvira, House of Horses is great.
3: Love it. It's his best game.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. I can't argue. I Nope, I can't. Nope. Can't argue. I still think it's white water, but
3: man. yeah, uh, I think a lot of people would, would agree with you, but that's the nice thing about opinions. We all get to
0: have our own. I think sometimes he gets maybe a lot of credit and there's some, there's some okay games in here. There's some great games in here and then there's some duds in here. So his pornography feels similar to a Joe Balser type to me. I don't know.
3: I, uh, I, ca- I don't agree. I kind of get where you're coming from, but I think Nordman does have a a more flow-based style, whereas Balser just really seems to be able to shift up his entire design philosophy at will.
0: One collection of games, Joe Balser's pornography or Nordman's pornography? Nordman.
3: Nordman's lows are not as low as Balser's lows. I think give me Balser's.
0: I think he has a couple big shiners in there. As Pinside would say, Zach, you are wrong. If you give me the Hobbit and the Simpsons pinball party, just to kick, just to start it. Oh uh,
3: my God, Clunkfest Simpsons! I cannot, mm. I cannot stand it. Uh, cannot stand it. Oh, I can stand it. I could play it, but yeah. I, I just, I don't love it.
0: Oh, I, I don't love it either. Speaking of Clunk, Ben Heck visited the Canada's Pinball Podcast. That segue was in reference to America's Most Haunted. Sorry. Mm. Sorry, Ben. I Game that I love. I do love that game.
3: Well, your segue was mean. It... Accurate
0: is what I'd like to think, but. Um... <laughs> yes, you would like to think. That. <laughs> but he visited the Canadian Spinball Podcast and Ben Heck, as he oftentimes does, he is very entertaining, highly entertaining. He plays as non-confrontational and controversial, but he knows that he is and he knows what he's doing because he's a very smart man. He dropped some nuggets that are worth talking about. He talked about the estimation of when his next game is going to be out. That, that co-op between CGC and Spooky Pinball. He said he thinks we're going to see it late 2021 or just very easily into 2022. Okay. That's not interesting.
3: I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Chicago Gaming was the one surprise because I thought they were supposed to have another remake out in 2020, and they did not make that.
0: That's what they reported to everybody. So... And And I
3: haven't heard revised timetable. And then
0: he went on to even say that CGC looks as if, because it felt more like a CGC kind of thing here. He talked about the remake and then an original game and then his game.
3: I, okay. And I'm like, I don't see see how they make his timeline. I just don't see it. I could see late 2022 actually. Sure. I could, I could possibly see it, but CGC seems to be unable to put out a game a year. Like, within 12 months. Mm. They just don't... I don't know how much time there was between AFM Remake and and Medieval Madness, but it was over a year for Monster Bash after AFM. Oh, yeah, and we're sitting at well over a year now. Yep, for what most people think will be Cactus Canyon, Mm -hmm. and assuming they do that or whatever remake they're doing, and then their original theme one, I just... I mean, there has to be a little bit of time to incubate and sell the games, and I get where people will go, well, Stern does it in three months, but Stern is Stern, and And CGC is not Stern. CGC
0: is... I mean, their track record is suggesting that they are significantly slower at building games. He even discussed Dennis that it took a while to get the license to the game that he is building. Currently, he made it sound like it was, the game is based on a film as well. That was an interpretation from me. um, And nothing more than an interpretation, but that's what it sounded like. He He indicated that most work was being done right now at CGC with his, with this title and when talking about intellectual property and assets and getting film rights and licensed versus non-licensed, he said something interesting about Charlie and being up to his ears in Warner with Warner Brothers right now and how difficult it is. And I don't, I don't know if that was a tell that he didn't think about saying if we're getting a Warner Brother licensed pinball machine uh, specific title from Warner Brothers for Spooky in the Future. I don't know, but he talked about the trials and tribulations of dealing with especially large film organizations he also discussed
3: that he is designing his code in his new game okay i think he worked on the he did the rules for america's most haunted right yes and it was
0: kind of a little a jab i don't think he meant it to be but he was like i'm doing the the rules for this new game because I did the rules for America's Most Haunted, and I'm pretty sure that's what people like the most on that game. And I was like, ooh. Oh, I see. I like the layout and the toys in that game. I actually really love the code in America's Most Haunted. I just despise the animations, and call-outs are eh, mixed at best.
3: Yeah, it's, I think it was meant to be hammy. He's looking to
0: do the code, and he was talking a little bit about his design philosophy. And he really emphasized the importance of toys and mechs on the play field. Now, this could either be listener one of a couple things, but maybe he just knows what you want to hear and he wants to get you excited. Uh, or maybe his philosophy truly is, I don't give a shit about what the art looks like. I don't care about it. I just care about what you interact with in the game. He went on to give a description about um, if he were to do a rampage game, what he would do with it. And I've got to say, I could give two shits about Rampage and he made me want the game. So, Mm. he's good at, uh, probably good at conceptually what he does. And one of the bigger shockers, he discussed changes to the LCD display. Remember, this is kind of a CGC type game. He said it's going to be similar to the current remake, those extended XL displays, Dennis, the the special editions that LEs have. But, he said it's going to be taller. Okay. So, Now we're getting into using up artwork space for that back class. Right. So does that mean, because he was kind of alluding to, well.
3: But how much taller, we don't know. There might
0: still be a significant placement for a Translite. It feels, yeah. Are we doing a Sega uh, tallness in the big displays on those big uh, Segas? Are we doing, yeah, so I don't know what that is, but it's interesting to know. I don't know if their rumored Cactus Canyon would have that. He sound it sounded like the original theme after the rumored cactus would have that. So does that mean going forward they're going we're gonna have to wait and see, but a bigger display. So go check out that podcast if you have interest in Ben Hex workings and Ben Hex outlooks on the games of 2020. In other pinball happenings, Twippy voting has opened. Opened on That's January first. Right. Get your votes in. It's ready to roll.
3: Go to the ThisWeekendPinball.com website to access your ballot.
0: Yeah, and I think the Twippies has a website now, Twippies.com. That's right. They do have a... I, a went the, I
3: went through the regular Twip website. Twippies. Habit, I guess. Twippies.com. Twippies.com.
0: Okay. Now, they have a new voting format that yes. I thought only applied to the media stuff. I was incorrect. It applies also to the main game categories. So, there, it's uh, ranked choice voting.
3: Partial ranked choice voting.
0: Partial ranked choice.
3: Yeah, because well, you can't you can't rank them all. You can only rank up to three.
0: Ah, okay. Partial you ranked See what I'm yes, you see what I'm was. saying? So yeah, I went to the website and looked. I haven't voted uh, yet, but I went to look at the options and different things. Congratulations to all of those manufacturers with uh with games that are getting voted on this year, as well as the, the media component of making that drop down top ten list. And condolences to those who we're get, trying to get on that and didn't make it. So we had some, in my opinion, some, I'm going to call them Twippy Snubs because you call them Oscar Snubs and everything else. Twippy Snubs this year, really profoundly, in my opinion, podcast category, Dennis, we had not making the top 10 list, which was baffling to me, uh, three to note, Loser Kid Pinball Podcast, Slam Tilt Pinball Podcast, and Silverball Chronicles. Were you surprised at any of these not making that list?
3: Yes, uh, in particular, Loser Kid and Silver hmm because I know they both uh, they I believe they both spoken like encouraged people to submit on them. I don't know if Slam Tilt did. Okay, I don't recall them a- you know asking for people to write them in or anything. Not much. A, they didn't. A, a, a well known show. Uh, I can't remember if Slam Tilt made it last year or not either.
0: It's I see. I think I was, they did. I think Slam Tilt ended up at like. I don't know. I think it was eight. I mean, I
3: listened to all three of these. So, I mean, they would have been, had I the ability to pick 10 to be in the list, mm-hmm. those three would have been in my list. But yeah, I mean, I was, I was surprised. Uh, I was surprised at Loser Kid because of all the interviews that they've done. Yeah. And typically interview shows fare very well on making the the Twippies. I agree. And then Silverball Chronicles. Because it's both—it's so unique as a history podcast—and I can say because I have access to the numbers, like it's one of our strongest performing shows on the Pinball Network. It gets a hell of a lot of listens, mm-hmm. and that's one. of yeah, was—it's in our—it's in our top three shows. It's our top three. One of our top three shows. I was talking to Greg Bone
0: about uh, some of the options, and I said, for us, as, as TPN wise, and I think you would agree with this, we get more specific interest. And feedback, positive feedback about Silverball Chronicles, than probably any show on the network. Mm-hmm. Uh, people really and, like that show.
3: Well, and also it appeals to, I believe, a lot of people that might not like a lot of other pinball podcasts. Absolutely. And as a case yeah. in point, uh, you know, midway through the the, uh, I think around midway through the year, when we finally went and figured out a way to establish the individual RSS feeds for each of the shows, mm-hmm. Silverball Chronicles has more individual subscribers than any of our shows.
0: Oh. Okay, good to note. Yeah.
3: I mean, most of our listens actually come from people who listen to the entire network, but you know, not everyone wants to do that. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to checking out the individual RS feed, RSS feed subscriptions, yeah, Silverball Chronicles, I think, has more than double the next nearest one.
0: Yeah, these three really, really surprised me. They really did. Because I think I listen to 90% of pinball podcasts out there. It's just something I do. And I had a hard time listing 10 podcasts. Without listing one of these three, but mm. they're, they're in my top. I yeah, mean, they're, they're I'd have to go strength. back over
3: the list to like, for me to actually say like, well, which three would I sacrifice? Cause that's the thing, you know, there can only be sure, 10. So sure. which ones would I sacrifice? I mean, I could make those decisions, but like, I yeah, would well, need to look over the list again to go, which ones do I think maybe shouldn't have made mm-hmm. it? Uh, yeah. Cause that's really what the question would become, mm-hmm. but that's part of the fun of talking about snubs is you know, sort of going, well, what, what would, what do I think should have been different? I like the term that you used. Oh, yeah. So I said they got slap saved. Yeah. I oh.
0: Trademark. That Maybe is because good. My,
3: my, my term du jour, my term <laughs> du jour from uh, 2019. Because it seemed like the entire podcast listening community was shell-shocked mm-hmm. when Slap Save Pinball Podcast didn't make the list. And I I was one of them. I was I like,
0: was really?
3: Slap Save. It's so... Good. Mm-hmm. Granted, I didn't vote for them because well, I voted for myself. But you're part of the problem. But, uh, I was like, but you know, this year, you know, the ability to to write in, write in three, and uh, I mean, I'm willing to admit one of the three I wrote in was Silverball Chronicles. Yeah,
0: I I could see
3: the argument for sure.
0: So it's going to happen every every year. Any awards thing there. You can't fit them all in. I get that.
3: No, no, that's, it's unavoidable. You'd have to have a full, you'd be like, you'd skip the write-in phase and have a full drop-down list. And as long as, cause they kind of did a drop-down thing for the write-ins. And if anyone went and did that and saw how long that list was, that would be almost unmanageable. There's, I think you almost have to, if I were on the Twippy committee, I would say you have to, you have to call the herd in some way. I mean, Very true. it's just,
0: and I, we've been verbal about that. I've disagreed with. Uh, the process there. If it's called a write-in, do a write-in because that's why it's a write-in. But And there were some categories that I did question a bit. Um, I wanted some clarification. I reached out to uh, the This Week in Pinball Yearly Awards Committee just for some clarifications on a couple things. In particular, YouTube got a bit messy last year. There were lack of details to truly define the categories and eligibility. They have since fixed that this year so they had more clear eligibility requirements which was very much appreciated and using that criterion i went and looked at personally i I went and looked at flipping out pinball because flipping out pinball my company made it in for the youtube category which was surprising and i was i was very humbled by it and i was like oh that's really cool but then i was like i don't i just don't remember how much i was able to do on flipping out this year straight down the middle of course like hundreds upon hundreds of hours because uh, that's where our heart was at. So I went back and looked and I was like, shit, you know what, I think my interpretation, I only have four videos, I'm not eligible. So I attempted to to message them just to let them know, I don't think Flip Out's eligible, so could you remove us kind of thing. And I had a couple concerns about uh, other other categories there, and they were kind enough to come back with some links to provide why they ended up agreeing to it. I still disagree, I think I only had four videos, but for Splitting Hairs on video five, don't vote for flipping out guys like use your use your vote for another person in youtube that really was highlighted this year but yeah they they stuck with it so there were some there's some interesting choices of what they declared a a video on youtube because you couldn't mine was just an uploaded stream highlight and i was like well that's not and they were like, well, it was heavily edited, was a criteria. Oh, like, I see. So I was the, like, the editing
3: yeah. they felt made it original content. And I was like, that wasn't. And you disagree.
0: There was no edit. Like, it was minimal editing. And uh, and another within that category, somebody else had something like that. It was like a, you know, seconds video with no editing. I'm like, it's ineligible, but I get it. Whatever. I'm not, I'm not fighting for it. I just don't want to be taking votes away from people that are more. Rightful to get them. That's all.
3: Well, as as we know, going through and trying to enforce criteria isn't always the easiest job.
0: And that's what I told him. I was like, look, I get it more than most. I,
3: I know how tough this is.
0: Yep. It's it's definitely not an easy process. We know that for sure. Now the going back to the voting criterion, they did change it a little bit. They said, this is from thisweekinpinball.com, quote, new for this year, voters can choose their top three for each category if they wish. They can count as three, quote, points for first pick, two points for second pick, one point for third pick for January voting will determine the winners of the categories. We also have an eligibility document, which I alluded to earlier. Do you like a ranked, partial ranked choice voting for the Twippies? Uh,
3: yeah, I guess so. Um. I mean, you're, you're trading, you're trading, out some pros and cons for mm-hmm. other pros and cons with with the shift but uh i mean overall i'm i'm if you got lists of stuff i often favor ranked choice voting okay uh but like i wouldn't have capped it at three i I'd have let you rank all of them for example Oh, I like that's just that a personal idea. preference i like that idea
0: do you think the weights should be evenly
3: distributed as they are because that's where i yes. have trouble no i i do agree with that do you like that okay yeah yeah, so like if you were ranking across ten, I'd say ten points for the first and one point for tenth, mm-hmm. and I, I'm comfortable with that because you, otherwise you're really having to come up with a formula about why you're allowing the the weighting to go heavier. And there's some reason. I mean, I'm not saying there aren't good reasons to consider that. It's mm-hmm. just inherently most rank systems I'm familiar with don't do it like that. They do it pretty equitably spread out uh, for probably both simplicity and the idea that obviously you can always cut off your ranking at any point. So once you're at, I don't like these last three, you just don't give them votes sort of thing. And that, that can skew it, you know, in a way without having to worry about the waiting aspect of it.
0: Yeah. I'm not, I'm not personally wild. If you're, if you're trying to, the outcome, the goal is the best, the, the, the term is best. What is the best? I think if you're well
3: depends. it's best on the games and then it's favorites on the like the media exactly.
0: location stuff. So. so I think if you're utilizing a partial rank choice voting system and you are trying to determine, quote unquote, the best, then I think that first pick being the best of that said ranked choice of that voter, um, that should be weighted higher, in my opinion, if you are trying to determine the actual best. So that would be my only critique there. Hmm.
3: Well, uh, I mean, obviously, and I think they've explained it in some of the written materials that the, uh, the Twippies have up about, you know, the logic of why go to ranking. You know, people often like multiple things and they do have an order of where they think, OK, well, this is the, the best, uh, but this is second best. And then having a way to convey that is a, something that the ranked voting will accommodate to allow people to say kind of in a range of bestness, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just an on off switch. So that's the pro to it. The con is what, you know, I, I mentioned about getting slap saved earlier. Uh, the con is what I call the Argo effect.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, you familiar like with the movie the, Argo?
0: Ben Affleck directed. Yeah. That's
3: right. Yes. So Argo is a, for those that don't know, is a Ben Affleck di- directed and starred in a drama thriller movie from 2012. And the, the thing with Argo is, uh, they had done the preferential ranked voting for the academy awards i believe i think that might have been the first year mm. i'm not sure though okay. and argo won
0: yeah
3: argo wasn't anyone's favorite
0: no it was a good film right but right. it wasn't the best
3: and so and that that's the flaw in a ranked system is a pretty so you had a situation flaw. that you had a situation where there were some other films that I can't remember if it was Les Mis was out that year. I think it was. And uh, I was more polarizing. A lot of people thought it was the best film and a lot of people hated it. Mm. <laughs> and so what ends up happening is you have a, a movie that like in terms of best picks, like averaged, I don't know, number three or something, mm-hmm. but points wise, it was able to, cause it was so high up, but not at the top of so many lists that it ends up winning the safe pick. Right? So if you were to ask, if you were to pull the entire Academy, and say what is the best film? Argo didn't have a plurality of number one votes. Mm, that's tough. But that's tough. it won on the number of points because a lot of people are like, "Yeah, it's a it's the second best movie. Yeah, it's the fourth best movie." They should call it the
0: bestness, the bestness award for well, design just, goes I mean, to.
3: It's just these are there's a price to be paid with any voting style.
0: I don't see what you what so. you gain from this. That's that's the only.
3: Well, it, it's it's what they what's what the Twip Committee has said. You gain the ability to indicate on a, a, a stage of tiers of bestness, and you can't convey that with just one vote. Mm. My guess is this is more motivated by the favorites category uh. than by the games category. And again, that I I would guess that that was your guess, given you didn't think this was going to apply to the games.
0: Yeah, and I thought you know you could still do that. You can still pull the whole rank choice voting system to the the favorite categories because of that very reason. They're very, they're very different than the best categories.
3: But I mean, for, you know, for example, if we're talking, we're on here on a podcast, so if you're talking favorite podcast, uh, I could see where the twip community was like, wouldn't it be nice if someone could say, well, back box is my favorite. So I'm going to put that as number one, but super Awesome's my, I think mm-hmm. second best show. So I'm going to put that at number two. And then I like, bro, do you even talk pinball as number three? And so now I can convey that. Whereas before it was, I only get to cast the vote for back box. And does that mean super awesome has less of a chance of being recognized because they didn't like, I can't convey my second favoriteness to it Yeah, and it loses ground to the pinball show instead.
0: But it kind of, doesn't it fall apart though? Because we've,
3: we've already seen
0: some media breaking, breaking the whole format by saying, Hey, just. Vote for me, number one, and then don't place sure, your vote for number two or three. Or, hell, we had the host of the show this year that said just submit them for all three choices or whatnot. So,
3: th- I that, mean, re- that, that's always true for rank. For, see, you don't, if you don't want to rank others and you're like, I just want all my points to go to the one thing, you can do that. But a yeah. lot of people do want to be able to say, well, this is my, these are my flavors. Huh. I mean, if you think that your number two and number three choices, for example, aren't likely to win, there's really no downside to giving them additional votes because all you've done is allocate more points.
0: Yeah. And I heard some reports. Some people said they were able, even in the main game categories, able to pick like, you know, the best game of the year, the same thing for all three options. Some browsers would allow that. Some browsers would not. Um, Yeah. I'm I'm assuming those will be purged and it'll only get three points. Still, it's just odd. It's just a more complexity. That's a a
3: systemic error uh, with how the voting ballot was like coded is my guess. So,
0: so we know the event is in March, but there has been no date or time set. So follow uh, this week in pinball for all of the updates to the Twippy awards this year. Mm -hmm. Speaking of awards, the pinball industry awards is coming up as well. As Dennis and I are part of that project. There's been an update we had on the 30th, the excellence awards media judging panel that uh, took a, what were we on? Microsoft, Zoom? Or we were on some kind no, of video Teams,
3: meeting. it was horrid. Oh, uh, let's do Zoom next time.
0: Teams. That took place where we all, all of those as part of TPN that were interested in becoming Excellence Award Media Judging Panel, we all discussed. I think there were 12. Yes, 12 of us. So we had a panel that was open to nominations, and then once somebody nominated a provider from uh, videography or from podcasting, writing, photography, et cetera, and we discussed as our attempt of objective judging the pros, cons of that particular media group and who we could identify as just showcasing exceptional excellence this year uh, in pinball media. Exceptional excellence. Is that that doesn't even work, does it? That's redundant. It I sounds
3: think. horrid. Exceptional excellence at the pinball industry awards
0: how did you feel like that went well that was an interesting dynamic i thought
3: i'm still tired oh vicious <laughs> that was long yeah i remember we we discussed uh, uh putting the recording online and five minutes in we're like okay this cannot go online because we are shredding people <laughs> including yeah, well, our including people on the network
0: especially our own
3: <laughs> oh i think we were extra harsh there but that made sense yeah. i mean that was uh there's a lot about it. I and mean, In fact, while we were going, a lot of uh, a lot of panelist members were making suggestions about improvements for the next go, because this was the first time. I mean, yeah. there was no dry they run. called it experimental, we, and I agree. Sure, sure. I mean, a lot of this is experimental, but I think this this element in particular was because the whole concept, you know, being able to give out more than one excellence award in a category if we choose, mm-hmm. being able to not give any out at all. The way we did it, which was through this sort of panel nomination debate system, I actually, as tiring as it was, though, I thought it was fun. I respected it. I think we,
0: we set out with a goal, and I think we overall achieved that goal.
3: I think everyone left disappointed because they didn't get their way.
0: Yeah. And it, that's
3: the sign of a true success.
0: But everybody made compelling objective arguments, and if not, they got shut down really quickly.
3: Mm-hmm. Sure.
0: Mm-hmm. I did love it too, but I was tired. It was like a four or five hour. It was, it well, was supposed
3: long. to be three. And again, we had to guess on the, our two hours. Uh, and we spent over an hour just on streamers. God, streaming and, was so big this year. Well, uh, so much excellence. yeah, we probably should have started with a I I was going to say weaker category, a category with less, nominee, less I agree. Good nominees, less nominees in it just to get our feet, but you know, lesson learned. So, mm-hmm. so we, we've done that and there's still some aspects that we have to f- follow up on because mm-hmm. not everything got set even with that. So we're following sure. up. With the, with the panel on some other aspects. I can say as of looking this morning on the, the critics' choice aspect, which is the, the media judging panel. Main game uh, stuff, yeah. Yeah, over half the ballots are in now. Oh, good. When is the so, deadline? For, I'm trying to think. Well, we're kind of running with I, – I, I phrase it this way. We never announced the deadline for the media judging panel to mm-hmm. get their votes in publicly. Okay. Privately, we're going to try and get them all in by the same deadline as the Machine Hall of Fame, which is the 6th. Oh, that makes sense. But we have flexibility if we need to for some people they are struggling with or, you know, had a vacation or something. You know, obviously, we need to know in time to be able to put together the awards and everything. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm shooting for the sixth. I'm hoping we get them all in by then. But
0: well, that's a good reminder we'll to those. Uh, that are part of that media judging panel for the main game categories. Uh, make sure to submit if you've already been vetted, make sure to submit that ballot and check your spam filter because maybe yes. it fell into good that good too. point.
3: Uh, David Dennis with Silverball Chronicles has been coordinating with a lot a lot of this work on the yes. governance committee. And he did inform me that at least one uh, judge did state that the ballot ended up in their spam filter yeah. folder, which isn't too shocking because it actually flows from SurveyMonkey. And so you know that could tag on certain flams and my, uh, certain spam filters and may flag. So yes, do check that. Uh, anyone who applied, it will go to whatever email address they provided in their application.
0: So. Makes sense. I'd love that. One of the highlights so far throughout this process, because it's been a hell of a process. One of the highlights for me was hearing from some of those outside or even inside TPN media uh, judging panel members saying, "Hey, we appreciate the reminder." at the beginning of the ballot to be objective as you can, an objective judge slash critique rather than a personal favorite.
3: Cause they said it's, it's actually more difficult than they had even imagined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you had that uh, portion added. So kudos to you, Zach for recommending we re remind them about the objectivity Yeah, uh, in the, I even put it in the email to them with the ballots uh, and they see it again when they go and vote. And I, I've heard similar. I've had multiple people inform me that they're trying to be really objective. It's harder than they thought. Mm-hmm. When I looked uh, before we started recording, I think there were four voters that are actually in the partial stages of the ballot, which means they're still thinking about choices. Ah, I like that.
0: People are taking it seriously. And it's that's kind of what our aim was, having fun. but. Trying to be in the, as objective and transparent as we can. Now, we do know that listeners here, you guys, if you haven't voted yet for the Pinball Machine Hall of Fame, what in the heck are you doing? Make sure to go to the thepinballindustryawards.com. It's a lot of fun. I submitted my vote a couple days ago, and I loved going through each era, Dennis, like the 80s, the 90s, and trying to find that one pinball machine, to me personally, that deserved that induction into a special group. Uh, of all pinball machines
3: made so make sure i've done my ballot i have no idea how that's going to turn out that that's going to be a that one might be an oddball one there's so so. many choices like in the 80s and 90s it's
0: it's going to be brutal i was looking at some of the preliminary results and i was saying it last week that that one's going to get really interesting that whole pinball machine hall of fame and i think a lot of people are going to really enjoy that Uh, so Mm -hmm. if you have not submitted your vote for that I'm telling you, you'll have a lot of fun with
3: them. Yeah. And all of this is, is for fun. That's, yeah. that's the purpose of it. And I, you know, I, I we knew we're, we'd get a little bit of online pushback when we announced sure, it. Sure, I'm sure. really, I've actually, am glad that we did it though. I've had, oh, I've had a lot of fun working on it. I, I didn't think I would have much time to work on it after the, the preliminary stuff you and I had done mm-hmm. because I've just been so busy with work, but uh, I even had a few days off in December and put time in working on this. And it's just, it was just nice to, for me, the selfishly, it was just nice not to only do COVID and oh, feel like I was doing something in the hobby again, that was tangible. And it's so positive. I thank you, I thank you and the other members of TPN for actually really pushing to go forward with this. Cause I was on the fence. I was like, I don't, I don't want pushback. I'm so tired of drama mm-hmm. um, that I wasn't sure if it was worth the effort. Um, but it, was, it hasn't been too aggressive. And I think, and like with the media judging panel, which is the aspect I've mostly worked on, I'm really pleased with the pool of people we got for it. And well, you know, we're going to be open for more improvements next year. But mm-hmm. I think when people see the diverse group of judges we got, that they're going to think we we did try. Yeah, and that's so. that's coming anyway, soon. I've had fun with it, we'll, so thank you.
0: We'll be announcing those uh, those members as well as all of the nominees for all of those categories. That's all coming soon, as well as just the host. Those are being finalized right now. We're mm, in the
3: process yes. of that. We don't know yet.
0: It's all mystery. Yeah, as we begin to start uh, storyboarding, filming, and the editing process for this awards, all for you guys, so tune in January 28th. A live broadcast of that pre-recorded program for you guys to enjoy at 8 p.m. Central Time. It probably will come at no surprise that Stern Pinball will win some Pinball Industry Awards, right, Dennis? I would not be surprised at all. I wouldn't. They had a lot, of, a lot of cool games this year, including... Hot Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> so you see what I get for trying to segue. All right, Led Zeppelin's not in the running until next year, but uh, recently it probably won't be in the
3: running then. Oh, they ain't so I'm, so. I'm sorry. I'm so I'm sorry. so sorry. The reaction has been so flat, oh. flaccid, A little flaccid reaction. Yeah, I'm just. Uh, I mean. People are really hoping that the rules will make it what they want it to be. I just so
0: you're saying to me that the straight down the middle pro promo and gameplay video didn't make your day hard. Okay, I got gotcha. you.
3: I I saw it. Got a. I actually. All right. So full disclosure, I've not watched that video. <gasps> I had but smoke
0: and lights and everything. I, well,
3: look, I saw a still photo of the smoke, and I was like, okay, got out the He fo- got it out the fog machine. Oh, yeah. Probably should have spent that on a new DSLR, <laughs> but who am I to judge? man <laughs> yeah. got
0: DSLRs. <laughs>
3: I'm just, I'm just being mean and, and uh, the, but I saw the discussion on pin side. So I know a lot of people use that to make some assessments about the machine. It's mm. just their comments. were not negative to your video, but they weren't very positive to the machine.
0: Yeah, I get you. Yeah. But anyway,
3: so what's going on with Stern Pinball? We, yeah, we had fun
0: with that. Uh, just wanting to highlight that promo. If anybody wants to go over and see, because prior to that video from straight Out in the middle, there was no promo gameplay. So if people want to see what the pro plays like, rather than the reveal stream of that premium LE, go take a look at that. Um, I should look, I've just been so lazy. I yeah, just watched the first, at least two minutes. You get the promo with the smoke and the, <laughs> I don't know. I've been
3: too busy watching stuff about EULA's.
0: Yeah, it was a good challenge for me to try to see what I can get. So I don't know. I, I love the, the video creation aspect of pinball. Um, and the editing and the production, et cetera, et cetera. And I wanted to give myself a challenge. What can I do in 24 hours? That's all of filming and all of editing, 24 hours. Uh, And so that was a fun solo challenge I had with Straight Down the Middle. So go check that out.
3: Yeah, that's interesting. I should do a challenge. I wonder what I could do filming and editing hmm, in 45 minutes.
0: The top 10 most expensive pinball machines, maybe?
3: Hey, that, that took more than 45 minutes of editing. I am embarrassed to say. Well, that's a lot. As that bad as it was, editing, it took though. quite a while. Uh, you could tell how how much time I spread it out on because I kept changing accents as I went <laughs> the video. <laughs> the that's how bad it was. Yeah.
0: I had, uh, well, mine was mostly the entire 24 hours. I, I didn't want to lose an hour there. But I've been playing Led Zeppelin, the pro model, for a week now. A week. Mm. And do you want to hear week? my... Uh, shill quick review <laughs>
3: uh i'm sure everyone's waiting with bated breath as to whether this got a b plus or an a minus from you i yeah. love that on the gameplay video people are like you're such a shill
0: bastard and i'm like guys it's a gameplay video like what, what am i doing wrong and they're like we don't even want to hear from you saying anything about this game unless it's negative
3: they watched anyway though
0: they did watch. i'm just saying record numbers
3: vote uh, with your eyeballs
0: that was my point so there are pros and cons to this game. Get they get the worst out of the way. And we talked about it, I think, the last week or the prior week, Dennis. It's bare. The pro is bare. There's not a lot going on.
3: Yeah, I was just thinking about this when uh, you were talking about Ben Heck mentioning the importance of toys mm-hmm. and mechanisms. And I thought, well, he probably doesn't think much of Led Zeppelin pro model.
0: And a couple of people said online, I agree with him. They said that that's not the only factor that goes into a great game. And I agree with that. Um, There are games out there that if they shoot really well, I would, I think that's one of the most important aspects in a pinball machine for me, for ownership reasons. It's not necessarily the toys. Number one, it is. I can like to shoot this
3: thing. Well, I was just going to note that part of that comes down to the design philosophy. Uh, One thing I think people maybe don't think about on the surface of it is, for example, flow based gameplay. And toys don't always go hand in hand as well as you might think on the surface. Sure. And the reason is if the toy is interactive with the ball, anything that delays the ball is going to disrupt flow. Mm-hmm. So you have to consider what sort of toys are. This is where, like, the vengeance shot works on Star Trek because it's a kickback that yes. fires the ball right back down. So it's keeping that too. pressure going. The magnets only use sparingly. The the, st- the stand or the drop target that catches the ball is only used sparingly. Mm-hmm. So... It's those sort of things where if you've got something that's going to lift up and and that's bash kind of the toy. best of
0: both worlds too, and this so, doesn't have I mean, any of that big interactivity that, in the that, pro I model. Mean, yeah. right.
3: That's the thing. You've got a you've got a static uh, what Zeppelin sculpt. That's mm-hmm. the toy. Yeah, and it, well, it's yeah, not very exciting.
0: It is not very exciting, and this one does lack those uh, those new expression lighting system, uh, but it does I mean, have you can the, add it on. It does you have the spot for them, and that's clean looking. I was somewhat surprised with this game because I, I was like the listener. I saw it and I like, eh, yeah, okay. It's Richie, so I, it'll probably shoot well. I'm excited about that. And it is Led Zeppelin. I like that music. Um, any guess as to the number one surprising thing for me with Led Zeppelin pinball?
3: In a positive Surprise. way.
0: The most positively surprising thing for me.
3: The display?
0: That That's not bad. It uh, does stand out. Good guess. For me... Dennis and listener, it's the sound effects. I would have never guessed that the sound effects would stand out in a music based pinball machine. Hmm. It would be the music. Did they music. add the
3: crickets from Frontier? <laughs>
0: do, <laughs> no, do, do. no, you didn't get the crickets. Do, do, do. But you had a lot of, and some people, I, I saw some people t- speak negatively about it and say, well, why do they have space sci fi sounds? Because I'm like, it's fucking pinball. That's why. But the sound effects. Stand out just as much as the music. I loved the sound effects in this damn game. And I I went in not thinking that, but first couple games I put on, I was like, damn. Like, they got the spinner sound right. They got the stand-up target sounds right. They really got the jackpot sounds. Okay, and we're at .91 code out of the box. Interesting. Code's pretty cool in this game. And it does shoot great. It really shoots great. Did you enjoy that upper flipper shot on the pro? It's a feel good shot. Do I want to ramp there? Absolutely. I want something else there. Give me something else. I don't need the train shot in the Adams family, but the feedback that it gives you when you hit it, they've got it coded correctly. <laughs> the train shot.
3: I'm just thinking, don't let Richie hear you say that. I'm sure he does oh, not I... want to be compared to a Lawler design. <laughs> no,
0: I know. The game is tight and it shoots so phenomenally well, in my opinion. I don't know why I like it, but I do keep going back to it right mm-hmm. now. Maybe it's well, just the it could be
3: early stages, when, when, and that may be. The, well, no, that could be the case with people game, or as they get their hands on it and experience the flow and remember, oh yeah, the flow is. I mean, as barren as flow can be, it can the the smoothness of it all can mm-hmm. be exciting. I think this
0: game is going to be for someone that is a Led Zeppelin fan. Someone that, Really? You think? I was listing out the who should buy this game.
3: <laughs> well, that's an obvious one. Hey, you know, if you're a TMH Ninja Turtles fan, maybe TMNT is the game for you. Okay, so... I'm just saying, I'm just saying, thank you, Captain Obvious, for your, for your contributions on the pinball show today. Uh, I'm a, sure the listeners are grateful that you pointed that rough out. Rough
0: enough week. Uh, so, Leadheads, uh, those who <laughs> really value highly a, a good shooting game. Those who value backhandable shots will love this game. Richie fans are going to love this game. I think this
1: is
3: this may be a good competitive-based rule set. I, it's too early to tell. I think I read but, uh, on on I don't remember which Discord I was in, but I think someone said that it's already scheduled to be in an upcoming tournament. Mm. I don't know if it's the pro model or not, but it it probably. so it,
0: it has a lot going for it, and it's uh, it surprised me. I like it more than I thought I would at first glance. Downsides to me, it is bare. You don't have a lot of stuff going on in it. Uh, you don't have the expression lighting in the Pro. You don't have the whip around. You don't have the magic magnet. I think you're taking away that big toy. That, that seems like a pretty cool opto spinner there with a magnet. Um, the other downsides for me is that I found that you get the dummy multi ball enough that it makes it a long playing game. And I don't necessarily know if I want that in a steep Ritchie. Star <laughs> Trek's kind of like that too, where you're like, maybe it'll oh. tweak
3: it. I mean, yeah. while well, they're still working on, Timmy's still working on code. So. Sure.
0: So it, it felt like either it can be brutal, or you got those kind of like those GNR filler multi balls, and you're like, okay, I can keep this game going on forever. But the ball doesn't have to stop. <laughs> it just doesn't have to stop. Oof. Can't stop, won't stop. You can. You can backhand that middle ramp repeatedly. And I will say another downside they're advertising that third flipper hitting the middle ramp. Guys, no, 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 no.
3: I've read a few other people pointing out that they're not seeing that happening.
0: I will say the other day, I did hit that middle ramp from the right uh, upper right flipper on numerous occasions, but I wasn't proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is not. Nope, not a feel good. That's not a good one. (laughs) You just need,
3: if you hit it from the third flipper, they should add in a a clip. They should pull it straight from Richie Star Wars and Yoda just goes, that is why you fail. (laughs) That's right. Would that make you feel better?
0: Yeah, it would because I'm like, okay, at least acknowledge I wasn't trying to do that. No, you're not going to try that shot. It should not be a feature that's advertised. So we'll see where it goes. I'm excited to play the premium LE next. 10 songs now that I'm used to 22 and Guns N' Roses may, may be tough. Uh, but it is Led Zeppelin, which if you're going to, if I'm listening to music guns and roses or Led Zeppelin, give me Zeppelin uh, over guns and roses. But when you're limiting
3: the amount of songs, hmm, I don't know. Do you have like another 12 songs that you wish from Zeppelin were in it? You know, I would say, cause I could add like two more. And then after that, I'm like, I'm done with their discography.
0: I think my, no, my point, my point would be listener that. Guns N' Roses, I couldn't name 22 songs of Guns N' Roses, but now that I have them, I've appreciated some of them I've never heard of so much more, and they do space out the the ones that we're used to, like Welcome to the Jungle and everything, to where, yeah, they could they could fill me some some less-known Zeppelin ones, and because it fills it out, I'll appreciate some of the songs more, and I will appreciate the ones I don't have to hear all the time. Does that make sense? That's
3: Yeah, that's a fair point, actually.
0: So, yeah, Guns N' Roses, I'm like, oh, I didn't know... It's, I do not know they did the song. It's a later one, but I'm starting to like this one. So it'll be interesting. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I think this might be a little bit of a surprising hit, as was Stranger Things nowadays.
3: Well, I mean, a lot of people have come around on Stranger Things. I don't know if it's moved up to hit status. Let's not be ridiculous. No, no,
0: no, no. I agree. It's a hit in my mind. You, it, it, it
3: might be It might be forever underrated. Yes.
0: <clears throat> I ain't getting shit for that video, too. Woof. So hopefully, Dennis, she'll be able to play it soon enough. Yeah, will
3: I be able to play some CES from
0: Jersey Jack soon? Switching over to Jersey Jack pinball, CES have got to be on the line any day now, guys.
3: It sounded like Ken thought it was imminent, but he couldn't promise when he was on the pinball show last week.
0: I think that they're really wanting to announce it whenever they're in the box, leaving the factory, and, yeah, I, and I don't, I don't blame them. I don't blame them either. I do know that. Um, Damn, there's always things I don't know if I'm supposed to share, if I can share. I don't think they'll mind me saying, because somebody has reported already on Pinside, a dealer, that they did request payment for partial allotments of CEs from us dealers. Hmm. Um, So, yeah, so we're we're very close. If they're asking for money for the CEs full payment, then that means they're coming. Usually that means minimum of two weeks, maximum of four to six weeks typically is what that means and i was asked for that last week
4: Mm,
3: exciting Mm, exciting times where's my fucking CE? it's one to five weeks away maybe well 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 my michelle
0: it may be a new year but we do not need new segments in pinball podcasting we need the old the gold the pinball Market Trends 2021 edition. Yay. Yeah, you hear how enthused my co-host is, Dennis Crazy. Turning out this week, Dennis, is American Pinball. The whole <gasps> damn company. Why? Because it looks like they're having a, a new 2.0. That Such marketing, did not it?
3: Dennis uh, Nordman 2.0. That's <laughs> right. We got Nordy
0: Nordman Nordman's coming on and we have Joe coming Balser in to do
3: Hot Wheels House of Horrors <laughs> Hot
0: Wheels of Horrors and we've got Hallow Joe Balser still hanging around in the wings. I think it's a two. It's a good one 2 combo uh, until right over
3: with Paul McCartney.
0: <laughs> what a. Well, it compares until they I p- want to do Beatles, but just Volkswagens until they properly trained Dennis and I for our co-op designed new unreleased game. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You think we could co-design a game together? We could do Zoolander. Oh, I would be up for it.
3: Yep. I bet we
0: could. Oh, we, does it have to be a <laughs> single <laughs> level? I'll give it a
3: B plus. Does it have to
0: be a single level?
3: No, I wouldn't single level Zoolander. Good. Thank you. What would it shoot like? Butter, <laughs> you like butter. So we're turning That's up. Why they call you Zach the Butter Mini? I,
0: s- I saw that this weekend. I was like, I know
3: you said it was a remark that would come from David Dennis. It not sounded from me. like a David it Dennis so,
0: remark. I thought what it is, does. What it's is so going on with this guy? shilly. Yeah, I almost sent you all kinds of what I have been called this week, so that you can say, "Well, I take the butter comment all day."
3: Why don't people like you? Do they not know that you're butter?
0: I would love to know why people dislike me so.
3: I think it's because you're so loud. I would love to know why people dislike me so it's a volume I think it's a volume issue more than anything.
0: Neil McRae, why do you hate me? I didn't what did I do to you? Why do yeah, people don't. Why do you hate me? Trending up this week, Guns N' Roses Pinball by Jersey Jack Pinball. With voting open on all of these upcoming awards, we're hearing a lot of positivity about the likelihood of Guns N' Roses being one of those final contenders. For game of the year. That coupled with continued ordering for Guns N' Roses Pinball, despite the wait list and sniffs of the CE getting ready to go on the line, if not already so, Guns N' Roses continues to plow through 2020 and will be strong in 2021 as well. But on the other hand, trending down this week is scared stiff If you thought the height and popularity of Guns N' Roses was strong, look across the street at Stern Pinball and the continuation of the highly desirable Elvira's House of Whores. What's that have to do with Scared Stiff? Well, it's trending down because I think people are kind of forgetting about it. Scared Stiff, even as a 90s Bally WPC, wasn't always the deepest code-wise. But now on the Nordman-upgraded House of Horrors, Lyman Sheets has made this close to a classic, a masterpiece. So the pricing on Scared Stiff has become a bit scared as well. Lower sixes now for a really good condition, Scared Stiff. And if you want a really nice one, you can get them in the upper sixes Lower sevens, that hadn't happened for a while, people. Still a very lovely game. Wonderful game, I love Scared Stiff. But the evaluation of it, secondary market, just doesn't agree from a number standpoint. And what can I say? Numbers don't lie. Only the facts here, mofo, on the Pinball Show. Sorry, big head. I can name a couple fucking deadheads in pinball. Hi-yo, Baba Booey. Unfortunately, trending down this week as well is voting integrity. Now what I'm saying here, listener, is where are people's integrity in pinball? This is something they didn't learn growing up as a, as a small future lover of pinball? What happened, Dennis, with integrity? Back in my day, people had integrity. It just, it's gone. Like, Why would you ever want to win any of these damn awards? I don't care which of what you pick your award. Why do you want to win any of them if it's not backed up by something? Why tell people to vote numerous times and have non pinball people vote? Like, how do you feel good about winning that? I, I would never feel good about it.
3: Some people, Zach, advance themselves only through victory. Ah, it just doesn't feel good.
0: If I get something, I want to earn it, damn it. And I, it doesn't have to be tangible. I just want to earn it. But I couldn't lay my head down on the pillow at night, listener, if I knew that I'd asked you to do whatever it means necessary. To get me a trophy. And I'm not, I'm honestly not even talking about anybody in particular. I just, I've heard it so much. And I'm like, come on guys. You can't feel good about telling people this. Earn, earn things in life. Don't take that for granted. Life's too short. Probably a very stupid uh, trend in your opinion, Dennis, but man, it's just
3: integrity. Uh, more pointless than anything. Yeah, this enough. is ba- this is standard behavior, Zach, standard behavior from folks.
0: And we can jump on over to Deal of the Week to save you a penny or two. Bye bye bye! Bye bye bye! Indeed, this week pin kind of high in their marketplace. Nothing really that's screaming deals for me. So, like a good dealer, flipping out is here to give you a deal of the week. Oh wait a minute! Copyright
3: strike from State Farm for that?
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, it was a it was a parody. We'll be okay. I can defend it if they try and do it.
0: I was, do a, um, I was going to do a Beatles Platinum Edition, and I was going to slash the Ray, but then I go on Pinside, and I see one for $6,400. Yeah, right. I click on mm. it, and it was a misprint. Oh. It says Platinum, but then when you go into it, it's a gold for $6,400. Uh-huh. Wow. But you know what? i tell you what. What? What do you tell me? I want to give people a deal of the week. This week's deal of the week is a Platinum Maybe Edition. Maybe there's not a deal. Platinum Edition used for sixty nine. dollars hundred dollars I'm, I'm telling you because I'm being honest I'm losing money there sixty nine hundred dollars but you have to mention that you heard it from the pinball show Bye bye bye! god but why did I say
3: sixty nine hundred why'd you say they had to mention the pinball show well because I only, like when I did that market trend back on twip podcast I just want to get you know the best market trend that ever was that i can't ref- well, mm. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you do not want to give that to me. Look, you don't, but you know, deep down in your heart that it's true under a new system
0: where I do a partial rank choice. I, I think you'd make my list, hmm. but best. I think,
3: I think I'm pleased by that, but a, I'm not sure But best.
0: Yeah. I don't know what we're measuring anymore. Six thousand nine hundred dollars. I don't know. I wanted to say seventy one, but for some reason, it just came out sixty nine hundred for a platinum. That's just stupid, people. Somebody buy the Can't damn you, thing. Can't you? Do
3: you think you could go to sixty six, sixty six? I've got it like oh,
0: like the alien thing.
3: I've got it. At,
0: <laughs> I've got it in the seven thousands, and people want to buy it, but they want to ship it. And honestly, I just don't want to ship the damn thing.
3: Hey, you're the one who gets. Always like when people say pickup only, you're always you always sound dejected, like. They shouldn't say that, and here uh, you are saying it.
0: They, if people want to set up their own shipping, and STI just comes here and pick it up, that's fine. But if I've got to fold it up, then I've got a pallet, it, then I got to blanket it. That that shit's expensive. Well, then you got to wrap it. No,
3: just tell them. Yeah, you'll ship it. I mean, they have to arrange STI. Just tell them that. That's fair. Tell you know, don't tell them they're going to get your pin pod. You
0: know it's leaving pin today. Pod. My Avengers at Lee.
3: STI pod. is coming to pick that up. Ah.
0: In comes Led Zeppelin, coming soon.
3: And that was your pin pod.
0: I'm not going to joke myself, been a little bit dejected this week. Market trends. Hmm.
3: Yeah, it's best to accept reality. At
0: least I'm transparent about it. Dennis, that was a fun show. Can you let people know where they can check you out between now and sure. next time? Yeah,
3: I rate us about a 7 out of 10 this time. That's uh, I'm with Yeah, you. if they want to reach out, they can email eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com or go to facebook.com slash eclecticgamerspodcast. I do that over with Tony, and I check the messages, so it's easy to reach me through those venues.
0: Oh, and you guys, you guys did a little bit of the hula hoop last week on EGP. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Who do you think would be better at a hula hoop contest, you or Tony?
3: Oh, gosh. Got
0: them uh, I've never been good with it, so I guess he
2: would. Doo,
3: doo, doo, doo. I'm trying to remember. Wh- wh- when did we mention hula?
0: Eula. Oh, Eula. Oh, wordplay. God.
3: I am. See, this is, see we're a six out of ten now because I didn't even catch that. I,
0: I should have went Eula Yoop uh, instead of Eula hoop. But
3: No, no. It, no, I think you were right to do Eula hoop. Okay. Yeah, no, I think Tony. <laughs> I think he, I mean, he has two daughters, so they oh, might own some no. hula hoops. He might have some practice you know, cause he's got kids and mm-hmm. I don't have a hula hoop. I have a belt. And I guess if I plump myself up a little bit, I can try and kind of hula into it. A
0: belt. I can just picture your childhood being that fucking that, that rolling ring and you hit it with the stick
3: <laughs> and you're like, thanks dad That's for I not throwing you. away this right. Christmas present. Right. Since you, since you you <laughs> like, like old timey, lame dinner stuff. I'll, I'll give you one here at the yes. end. Yes. All right. Thank you. Uh, maybe tell me if I've shared I shared this one before, about, the, about the steel uh, pennies. No, you haven't. I haven't? Okay. So one of the games I used to play as a kid is I would blindfold myself and I would throw a steel penny. During World War II, copper was needed for the war effort, so they made some pennies in steel. Uh And so I have some. And I would throw them in the living room, blindfolded, and I would try and find them with a magnet.
0: Would you still be blindfolded when you're trying to find him with the magnet
3: then? Well, I would usually just keep my eyes closed, but it would be like being blindfolded. And I would, I like, and I just sweep the little magnet to try and find the penny. And uh, while well, I crawled on the floor, and that was my game. How many did you throw to, to seek? I think up to three. <laughs> so it was, it was
0: a low amount. This wasn't like you Well,
3: I only had so many. You weren't I mean, bobbing not, for they're apples. They're not super rare, but I don't have a ton of them.
0: Okay. Did you ever lose one of these said steel pennies?
3: Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe.
0: Did your sister participate, or did she think you're just no, weird? No,
3: no, she, she she didn't play with magnets. <laughs> she
0: had uh, toys. Oh my God. Have I, you ever? I had pennies. Have you ever been shocked in your <laughs> life? Shocked? Like significantly. Do you mean like electrocuted? Yes. Yes. yes.
3: Okay. Yeah, I um another time I was playing a game with a night light with the light off and I was hold I was dumb and I held on to the prongs when I plugged it in. Yep. Yep.
0: And the only reason I asked is you you seemed like an inquisitive child that liked electricity stuff. Yes, I, I shocked myself with
3: that. I had a Halloween uh, pin like it was a orange thing, you know, like you'd clip on a coat or something. Okay. And so there was a short and it would it would shock me through the pin. Oh. And I kept putting it on cuz it tickled. Oh. Wow. It tickled my heart. Kinky little bit. Okay. And of course, I've been electrocuted uh, working on pinball machines. Licked a nine volt? No, I've never done that. Okay, you should. Now, when I was real little, this was, it shows you, if you want to know how, how dumb I really can be. When I was real little, one time I was playing in my dad's truck and I pushed in the cigarette lighter. And I thought, oh, look, it's pretty. It glows red. Oh. And I just pushed my finger right into it. Oh. Mm. Yeah,
0: that, that,
3: left, that left a mark. Uh,
0: do you still have like a uh, calloused fingertip?
3: No. Yeah. No, that healed
0: up. I cut myself with my mom's razor.
3: My sister cut herself with the razor, and they blamed me. They said she was too little to climb up there, that I climbed up and got it down for her so she would cut herself. You're like,
0: bullshit.
3: Now, I might have done
0: it. And then know. your dad said, it's hard
3: to remember. here goes another present. I think they were more annoyed because that did scar her. A wood chipper. Yeah, a wood chipper might scar her, too. Well, no. Yes. You can
0: catch us both at the pinball network at gmail.com. As well as myself individually with Straight Down the Middle, the video series on YouTube. Thanks for the continued support, uh, both with TPN, TPS, and and Straight Down the Middle. Hell, and Flipping Out Pinball, our machine showcase this week. Hold up, what is, it says Alien pre-order.
3: I didn't know you sold aliens.
0: Oh, ladies and gentlemen, coming soon. Flipping Out Pinball is in the paperwork stage of finalizing becoming a dealer. <gasps> You're merging
3: with CoinTaker.
0: No. Well, Melissa and I did talk. I, will. I
3: confess my heart has greatly desired this.
0: Yes, yes. I'm coming over to No, uh, Melissa was kind enough to fill me in on some of the some of the things going on with Pinball Brothers and yep, signing us up, I believe, for uh, for distribution of that. So if you're interested hmm. in Ailey, we're taking pre-orders now. Pricing is seventy seven seventy seven plus shipping, usually brings you out to about eighty one ninety five. How about it, people?
3: That's my alien sound.
0: Well, that works. If you're interested in an LE, we'll have more information in the coming months. But we can we can get you on the list. Get you Once? one months? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a while. Oh, wow, it's gonna okay. be a while. But if you're wanting, well, at a, least you're transparent. A specific? Yeah, i do not gonna lie to people. If you're uh, if you have a specific number request you're wanting for an LE, uh, just let us know. But we'll we'll start working on that. So yeah, it looks like I'll have an alien in the showroom at some point. How about them alien apples? Batman 66 premiums in stock. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles premium is in stock. Avengers Pro is in stock. Do I really have Avengers? Yeah, I might have one. A Hot Wheels we have left. We also have Star Wars Comic Pro. Medieval Madness accessories in stock. And Avengers side art and armor in stock. And TMNT and JP. That's Jurassic Park armor is in stock. If you're one Wonka CE, we got that as well. Hmm. TPN last week, what happened last week? We had, uh, we had a lot. Yeah. Most recently, Joel Engelbert with, uh, Mm -hmm. recapping 20, just another pinball. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then we had prior to that on Wednesday, we had final round pinball podcast talking about the reach arounds and they had special guests on there that made my entire year. They're searching
3: for the artifact.
0: Oh, the relics baby. Prior to that, we had, we had some visitors that, uh, crashed our committee meeting. Didn't we? Stephen Moppy. Mm
3: -hmm. And That's right.
0: I don't know why that that excited me so much, but
3: it excited everyone. It was oh. maybe a little. They were a little too excited. I wonder quite wonder
0: maybe we should air that. Air them <laughs> I don't. Just I the don't looks know. on our faces. We're like, what uh, in the
3: hell? I think uh, I think Emily uh, Carson had, had asked her dad. So why is the one guy so grumpy? Meaning me.
0: <laughs> Shout out to
3: Emily Oh my God. Because we've gone three hours and now there are puppets everywhere. That's right. We got puppets. This is my
0: nature. Uh, We got Joel being too nice about everything.
3: Joel's a nice person. He's a sweetheart.
0: We also had uh, Jesse J's pinball adventures.
3: What's coming up this week, Zach?
0: Oh, I do think we have Craig Bobby with a special guest for his midweek show. We should be hearing soon from him there. He's going to interview his machine. So yeah, we're due for that and all the other fun that comes with the Pinball Network. Check out the streamers as well. And special shout out to all of those that are a part of the Pinball Industry Awards and all the hard work that we're doing for that. And George Fisher is working on a website. I'm happy about that. Yeah.
3: He did the work on the Pinball Industry Awards website, which I really like how
0: he, I really I like its look. I do too. David Dennis so. helped a lot with the forms. You helped a
3: lot with the forms. We had a lot of help. This would not have happened if there wasn't a lot of help. Oh, I thank everyone man. for for all of the help, uh, no both one? on the governance committee and just the those in TPN that were willing to either serve on excellence or just give their feedback on what they mm-hmm. thought would and would not work. Yeah,
0: it has been a total just, team I mean, effort, just like yeah. everything else here. I love it,
3: it. It really has. I think we, I mean, we've had something like on the order of 16 different individuals weigh in and help us. Sure. So. Sure.
0: Great things happen to those who work as part of a group.
3: Remember, there's no I in teamwork. No weed either.
0: <laughs> that was chipper. Uh, until next week, uh, for Dennis Kreiselumzak, I'm Zach Manny.
3: Remember, if you have a third flipper and a middle ramp and you make it, only feel shame. And always practice
0: safe pinball and nothing but love for Loser Kids Slam Tilt and Chronicles Up. So long, everybody.